For more information about First Baptist Church, visit our website at fbclewisville.org. Amen. Open your Bibles, if you will. We've got a couple of verses we're going to look at, but we're, the first one we're going to look at is 1 Samuel, and, and not being one to get everything right, we've got a beautiful little testament that we're going to give Mamie, and I'm going to give it to her right after the service. I should have done it when they were up here praying, but not to be one to get everything right. I want to make sure that I... <laughs> so we will take care of that right after the service. But I wanted you to, to, to open your Bibles to, to 1 Samuel 1. 1 Samuel 1. If you want to... Uh, We've got a couple we're going to look at. We're going to start there, 1 Samuel 1. And we're going to look at verses 27 through 28. I want to talk about giving your baby back to God. God blessed every one of us that has children. God blessed us with that, with that child. He showered His blessings on me and every other mom and dad here by giving us the awesome responsibility and the beautiful, the beautiful task of raising children. And I, it, it's just a, it's an incredible thought when you think about it, that God has trusted us so much. But God has given us these children. God has given us our kids. And so we give them back to Him through what we know as baby dedication. But let me ask you this question. Have you ever given your children back to God? Have you ever done that as a parent? Have you given your children back to God? What I'm asking is, have you ever really, first of all, recognized that your children are a precious gift from the Lord who belong to and, and ultimately and always will be to God first? Not to, not to us, not to you as parents. Those kids belong to God first. Have you recognized that? Have you released ownership of your children to Him? Understanding that, that God is responsible for the way in which they were designed and He already knows the plan and the purpose that He has for them. Have you realized that God has left it up to you? And this is where the, the, the responsibility gets awesome. Do we as parents, have we as parents recognized that God has left it up to us to show them His way? God has given that momentous task that joyous task of sharing the gospel with our kids. Do we, do we recognize that? There are so many biblical examples of parents um, who brought their children to God and who gave them back to Him. Let's take a look at 1 Samuel 1, 27 and 28. This is the classic example that, that, uh, that every, every pastor always loves to go to on baby dedication times. It's a classic example of Hannah bringing her son Samuel for whom she had prayed for so long. And she finally told God, she says, God, if you'll, just, if you'll just give me this child, I will give him to you. And so God blessed her with Samuel. And she presented him to God. And she handed young Samuel over to Eli, the priest. This, this child that she had prayed for and mourned for so long, she honored her, God's faithfulness. She responded to God's faithfulness. And look at that. She says, for this boy I prayed. And the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked of him. So I have also dedicated him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Listen, that's, and, and we know what God did with the life of Samuel. right? We know that, that, that Samuel became 
one of the greatest, if not the greatest, one of the judges, the final one of the judges, the, 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 the prophet that, that God commissioned to go anoint Saul as the first king, that God also commanded to go find David and anoint him as the next king. But Samuel went on to have a, a life that, that the Lord just blessed, and, and it was because his, his mama prayed for him. And because when the right time came, she gave him back to the Lord. A beautiful gift that she had wanted, but she gave him back to the Lord. And of course, you remember Joseph and Mary. They brought the infant Jesus to the temple following, uh, following his circumcision at eight days, as was the custom uh, for, young Jewish, for, for Jewish infants. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. If you will, flip over to Luke 2. Verses 22, if you don't have your Bible with us, we're going to have it up on the screen. It says, And when the days for their purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Mary and Joseph, knowing that the child that they were given the, the responsibility and, and, the, and the, the privilege of raising belonged to God himself, they still went through the process of returning this baby to God, of giving this baby to God. Why? Because it was a recognition that these young people that come behind us don't belong to us. They belong to God. And I think that changes how we approach parenthood. I think it changes how we approach the family. I think it ought to change for the church how we approach the children, the young people. The, the emphasis that we place on that. That these young people are, are gifts from God. And because of that, we have a, a holy responsibility to teach them about Jesus, to teach them that God loves them and made them, that Jesus loves them and Jesus wants to be their friend forever. And those, those important things that are going to stick with them through the rest of their lives. And flip back to Genesis 22. Here we'll see that incredible example of a parent surrendering his child to God in Abraham and his offer of, of Isaac on Mount Moriah. Take a look at the first 13 verses of Genesis 22. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. Remember that Abraham had waited and waited and waited for God to bless him with this son that God had promised that who would be this, this child was going to be the one that was going to carry David's name into the future, that God was going to, be the, that God was going to bless the nations with, with Isaac. And now God told him that he had to go take his son, whom he loved, whom he had waited for, whom he had prayed for, take him up to some place, build an altar, and then sacrifice him on that altar. That's, that's where we're going. But look at verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on, laid it on Isaac his son, and he took his, his hand, the fire, and the knife. So the two of them walked together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, You can only imagine what Isaac was, was going through his mind right now, right? He said, My father... And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? 
Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built there an altar and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked and behold behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. His commitment to God, his firm belief in the surrender of God to, to God, that which was his. His willingness to sacrifice his child on the altar because God told him to. I just, you know, I'd like to think that I could pass that test. But you know, the Bible tells us that Abraham knew that God was going to take care of this. But he was still faithful. He didn't know how God was going to deal with it. But he was still faithful to make sure that God knew that that child who meant so much to him belonged to God first. You and I need to learn from Abraham today. We need to learn from Abraham today. If we refuse and we fail to give our children back to God, we may very well be forfeiting God's perfect and, and best plan and purpose for their lives. And when we entrust our children back to God like we've done here today, we secure for them the covenant of God's best purpose, of God's best plan for them. Because we're saying that, that, that there's, there's nothing in our family, there's nothing in our church family, there's nothing that is going to prevent us from making sure that our kids, that Mamie, grows up knowing who Jesus is. His love for her. His creation of her to be a, to be a child in the image of God. Who He loves. So a couple of things I want us to think about. First of all, giving our child to God, giving Mamie to God, is a confirmation of your love for God as a family. That you love God even more than you love that child. That you love, that, that, that you love, Mamie, that you love God even more than you love Mamie. You're saying, I love you. You're saying, I love you so much that I want the very best for you. And if that means giving you to God, if that means spanking you, if that means giving you limitations and holding the line on that. All those things that we never understood while our parents were doing it to us, but we open our mouths and our parents' voice comes out of there sometimes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The time that we have been given to raise kids means sometimes we have to make tough decisions for our kids. It means we have to not be the buddy, but the parent sometimes. And so we recognize that, that and, and that's part of loving. And, and it sometimes means that we change our lives for the benefit of our child. That there are sacrifices that we make and things that we do that we wouldn't do if we didn't have kids who depended on us. And we didn't take seriously the challenge that God has given us. Matthew 10, 37 and 38 says, He who loves my father or mother more than he who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. 
And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And one of the, one of the things that we want to do is make sure that we are worthy of Jesus Christ. We are worthy of the sacrifice that he made. And that means for us as parents that we have got to make sure that we give our kids the very best that we can. And that's not everything. A lot of folks say, I want my kids to have the stuff I didn't have. And that's a great aspiration, but we're not talking about things. We're talking about the type of things that will never go away, the type of things that are permanent. That is learning to, 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 to raise kids in a way where they understand who Jesus is, that they understand they're supposed to be responsible, productive members of society, to understand that as a member of the church, people are looking at them to see their relationship with God. And they may have the beautiful opportunity of sharing Jesus with somebody else one day. Understanding that and raising kids in that way. So the first thing we can think about is the fact that giving, giving Mamie to God is a confirmation of your love for her and your love for God. The second, giving Mamie to God is also a clarification of ownership. You're openly declaring that this child is a gift from God, that this child does not really belong to me. Mamie does not really belong to y'all, but, but that she belongs to God first. And God has just blessed y'all with a wonderful opportunity to raise her. God has given you that tremendous... And it's one of those things we cannot take lightly. It's, a, it's, a, it's probably the greatest responsibility that God gives us. It's how are we going to bring our kids up? As parents, we have the privilege to love and to train the child that God has given us. But this child is not ours, it's God's. They're a precious gift from God and they're on loan to us. They're on loan. Do you think about it that way? That your child, mom and dad's, that your child is on loan to you from God? And much like the other stories in the Bible where God gives, where, where the parables that Jesus talked about, where God gives, gives people something that they're supposed to take care of and, and to grow and to nurture, God is watching what we do. God is watching what we do. And He's going to empower us and He's going to embolden us and He's going to give us the strength that we need to be the parents that God wants us, that He wants us to be. But God, make no mistake, holds us accountable for the life in which we give our kids and the eternity that we make available to them through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We have the privilege to love and to train her. You do. Psalm 127.3 says, Behold, children are a gift from God. Giving your children to God is a, also a commitment to raise Mamie God's way. To raise her God's way. Ephesians 6, 4 says that we're to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And what does that, that mean? What that means is we are, God commands us to raise our kids to know Him. To fear Him. Not in the afraid kind of fear, but that awe and respect fear. To understand the relationship between the Creator God and His creation, to understand that every person is a person of worth and value that was created in the image of God to be celebrated. Just like we celebrate Mammy today. We have to understand that. It's a, it's, a, it's a commitment. To give our child to God, to give Mammy to God, our children, is not just a ceremony. It's a commitment. What we do up here is for the benefit of the family and of the church to make it public. We're, we, are, we, we as Christians ought to make our faith public. We ought to make our commitments to God public. It's part of our witness. It's part of our testimony. But it's a commitment. 
It's not just something that we do one day. And then that, the little baby, that baby gets her ticket punched and that's all we have to worry about. Look, there's going to come a time where Mamie is going to wonder about Jesus. If we do our jobs right, parent, Ashley, Chris, if you do your jobs right, if we do our jobs right as teachers and, and pastors and friends and family, if we do our jobs right, there's going to come a time where Mamie's going to ask questions about Jesus. And it's going to be our awesome privilege to share with her in a way that she can understand Jesus' love for her that went to the cross. His love for her that took the nails. His love for her that cried out, It is finished! His love for her that defeated sin, that defeated death, that defeated hell once and for all, so that one day, one day she will believe in Jesus as her Savior. And one day she'll come and she'll stand down here and she'll make that public, just like this dedication was public. One day she'll make that dedication public. And we'll gather around her again. Maybe we'll be able to come and hug. Maybe we'll be able to put, lay hands on them, on them and, and all throughout the church create a spider web of hands. I wish we could do that today. But one day we'll be able to do that and we'll be able to say, I love you and I affirm you and I was there. I was there when Chris and Ashley gave you back to God and now you're making that decision on your own to give your heart and your soul and your everything to God. And I'm just so privileged to have been a part of that. One day that's going to happen. Why? Because that's our calling. That's our challenge. That's our, commi that's our commission. And it ought to be our commitment. And as parents, Chris and Ashley make a lot of commitments. They're committed to be a godly parent. This, this is more than just a child's dedication. This is also a parent's dedication as well. The parents have a job and responsibility and they dedicate themselves to raising her in this way. To teaching her. And to do that, it requires getting right with God. Every day. It requires getting right with God because we can't raise our kids the way we're supposed to raise our kids if we're not right with God. So it requires that on our part. It's also a commitment to teach Mamie about Christ. To teach her about Jesus. Because she's going to need to be saved one day. And she's going to have to listen and hear that. And respond to that. It's a commitment to keep Mamie in church. With you. You know? To make sure that you go to church as a family. That it's important that children are raised seeing their, their parents take them to church. They're, they're experiencing that. Why? Because it's part of the family fabric. The worship of God. Our giving, our giving to Him. Our worshiping Him is a family experience. And so we dedicate ourselves as parents. And Christian actually dedicate themselves to, to keeping Mamie in church. They also commit themselves to loving her. To loving her. Even if loving her means disciplining her. And letting God discipline you. You know, as we raise our kids, it's one thing for us to discipline, but we don't like it when God disciplines us, right? Well, sometimes the parents are the ones that need to learn something. Sometimes the parents need to learn so they can properly discipline their kids. And so letting God discipline us is critical to how we discipline our kids. It's also a commitment, family, to pray for Mamie. To make her a part of your daily prayers. For her, for her life, for her health. Elgin and I prayed, are still praying. But we've prayed for years for the, the men who are going to 
one day come along beside our girls. That they will be godly men. That they will love the Lord. That they will love them. That they will treasure them. And that's a, a prayer that we have for our young folks. That they'll find the right man, the right woman. That's just a, a prayer that we do. And we pray it and we pray it for years. And God will one day answer that. You also commit to train Mamie. I mean, she's not going to grow up knowing this on her own. It has to be modeled. It has to be seen. It's got to be lived. And so to train her that way. You promise to keep your home together for Mamie. Now, there are other reasons to do this. There are other reasons to keep your home together no matter what. But this is a great one. That kids need to see the strength of the structure of the family that is God's intent. He needs to see that love modeled from husband and wife and father and mother. They need to see that. You also commit to make your home a holy place. A place where God is welcome. Like we sang today, a place where Jesus is loved and taught. Where the Bible is loved and taught and read. To make your home a holy place. A place where the Holy Spirit is welcome. A place where Jesus is welcome. To be a parent that gives their child to God is also a commitment to put away worldliness. It's very easy to think that we can replace parenting with stuff. We see it in our culture all the time. Parents who are never around shower gifts on their kids to make up for the fact that they're never there. But listen, there is so much more to raising kids than simply giving them things. Because it creates in them a, an entitlement perspective. Sometimes being that, that parent means sacrificing stuff to do things with your kids. Enabling them to, to see you more, to spend more time with you, to, 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 to grow with you. Not simply to be a... Look, look I, I'm going to tell you. When, before, the three years before I got called to preach, I lived in Hattiesburg and worked in Jackson. And I was gone before my kids got up in the morning. And usually I was home after they went to bed at night. And God just convicted me that that's no way to raise a family. I missed PTO meetings. I missed stuff that I shouldn't have missed. Because at that time, stuff was important to me. But God broke my heart for that. And I hope that He will break y'all's heart. And I hope He'll break the heart of every parent here. That it is so much more important for that kid to spend time with you for that child to know you and who you are and what you stand for and what you won't allow and what you believe. And it's so important for what we believe to comport with the will and the purpose of God. And I want us all to learn that. I want us all to learn that before it's too late. And so let Mamie see y'all. Let her do stuff with y'all. Spend time with her when you could be doing something else. I know you already do it with your other two. But continue to model that. And finally, being a parent who gives their child back to God is also a commitment to live a, a righteous life. A life, that is right, a, li a life that is right standing before God. Where we understand that when we come before God, we do not come before Him on anything that we do. We come before Him because Jesus Himself has shared His righteousness with us. And that's how we come boldly and expectantly, courageously, but also in gratitude before the throne of God.
And our kids need to see that modeled in us. When we go back to Sunday school and you folks in here that work in the children's ministry in Sunday school, they see Christ modeled in you. When we come into church and kids are running around, they see Christ modeled. Let me tell you something. Kids don't miss anything. Let them see Christ modeled in us. Let them see that. Let's live a righteous life. I think that some see a baby dedication as kind of a magical ceremony. But I'll, I'll tell you this, this. This little ceremony that we did means nothing. It means zero. If you are not making a sincere, lifelong commitment to raise this child, to raise Mamie in God's way. Joshua told the children of Israel, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served which were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do we say that? As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Let our kids see that in us. And giving your children to God is finally a claiming of God's plan and God's promise in your child's life and in Mamie's life as we're celebrating her today. Isaac inherited God's blessings, his protection, and his promise because his dad Abraham gave him back to God. And as you obey God with your life, as you give that child back to God, you are posturing that child to receive God's very best for his or her life. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So this is what it means. What we did up here. What you're going to now take back into your home and, 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 and church, what you're going to take back into your homes, what you're going to then commit to do here as well are, 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 are just a couple of things. It, it means this. It's a confirmation of your supreme love for Jesus Christ. It's a clarification of ownership of your kids. It's a commitment to raise your kids under the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's a claiming of God's best plan and His promises. For that child's life. That's, that's what this is all about. And it is so awesome uh, that we could do this on Father's Day. Mother's Day. Mothers get this almost every year. This, this, this wonderful uh, ceremony, celebration that we have. But, but it's so great to be able to do it on Father's Day. We were talking about that earlier. So cool to be able to do it on Father's Day. But there's something for each one of us to know and to do. And my prayer is that we will be who we need to be. Who God has called us to be as we love her, and as we love the kids that God has placed under our care for just a brief period of time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father, I just thank you so much for loving us. God, I thank you for, for giving the church opportunities to experience its growth and, and, and renewal and revitalization. And, and God, I just thank you for, for this ability that we have to, to publicly say that we understand that, that these kids are not are not ours. They're yours. You've given us just a brief period of time. In the grand scheme of eternity, you have given us a brief period of time to pour ourselves into them, to love them and to teach them and to help them grow, to teach them about Jesus and what He means to them and what He can mean to them for the rest of eternity. 
God, thank you for that awesome gift. We thank you so much for this beautiful family that we have celebrated with today. God, we just pray as a church that you will lead us and direct us as we take these steps down this journey together with the Davises. God, thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand for our time of invitation.